Welcome to Recommissioned, a bi-weekly podcast where we go back to watch Battlestar Galactica. Each week, I'm joined by my good pal, Matt, who has only seen the episodes up to the one we're covering. Now, I've seen them all. And this week, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 6, Home, Part 1. I've told her that unless we return from Kobol with a map to Earth, that Lieutenant Agathon will be put out the airlock as a Cylon conspirator. Is that true? Doesn't matter if it's true, she believed it. She saved them, both of them. She didn't have to. She could have saved her child and let them die. Why didn't she? Because I believe that she's telling the truth about one thing. She thinks she's in love. Even if it's software instead of an emotion, it's real to her. She wants her baby to live. She wants Agathon to live. We use that. Mr. Anderson, it's time. It's time to talk about Home Part 1. Man, we got a serious two-parter on our hands, of which the first one we're going to talk about right now. And I've been anticipating you watching this and the next one for quite some time. And I'm going to ask you, let's come in real hot. I want to hear all of your thoughts. Your head must be swimming with imagination. (laughs) <laughs> about what's happening in the Battlestar Galactic universe. We got arrows. We got oh, yeah. scripture. We got cobol. We got temples, Cylon toasters. We got tombs. Oh, yeah. T-O-M-B-S, got that is. <laughs> yeah. Dude. So much. What's happening, so man? Much. How are you liking it? Dude, I fucking love this episode. It's really good. Real damn good episode. So good. But I'm gonna I'm gonna bet right now that you can already guess. What it was a quick line of dialogue, but when it happened, made me sit up straight. Like, oh, oh, oh she said it. She <laughs> you said even, it. Can you fucking guess? Let me think. Um, she said it. So a female. Mm-hmm. Is it Rosalind's line? It is not. Okay, so it's star. Uh, it's not. It's um. Wow, not, you're. It's not Starbucks. It's got to be Sharon, right? It's absolutely Sharon. Yeah. So it's got to be Sharon saying, I don't know what line of dialogue would have had you sit up. Dude, the part where she said, I think it's, I think it's when Rosin's talking to her and she's like, oh, I'm sure you're, you're transmitting everything I'm saying to you to write back to the silence right now. And she's like, no, it's not like that. I'm not wired in. I was like, I knew it. Everything changes. There it is. That's it. That's that fucking last dripping piece of like evidence I needed. Right. I was like, I think that's what it is. She's just not connected to the silent network. I mean, then again, so she says, but I think that's how it works. Ooh. So you think uh, she's being on cells within cells within cells. cells. Her baseline's way off, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Constant Sharon. Oh, oh Constant Sharon. Oh boy! So that yeah, that made you sit up. What else was going on? Oh man! Of course, getting back to Tom Zarek being Dude. a fucking double edged motherfucker was Love great him. to see. I was like, ah, the intrigue. Love it. Yep. Love it. Super on board with it. Love. I I cannot wait to see more Hilo interactions with the rest of everyone, the crew. <laughs> I'm like. Finally, after what I mean, this is this is the sixth episode of the second season. We yeah. finally get Hilo. Back amongst other Dude, characters. Gone since the miniseries. Gone since the fucking miniseries. That's, that's a nuts. Good, that's that's a that's a that's a sick move. 
I love it. It's I great, love it. Right? I'm so glad to see him back in there. Glad to. I, I love the interactions and the dialogue between uh, Lee and and Starbucks. It's fucking great. It's a damn good episode, man. There's so uh, much conflict in this episode, and it's all saucy. It's thick saucy. with an extra C. Thick, <laughs> right? It Dude, is true. You've got conflict between Ty and Adama. In conflict between Adama and the press, conflict with, between Adama and himself, between Rosalind and these constituents, between Rosalind and like, everyone else, between Lee and Zarek, Zarek and Meyer and their duplicity and what they're thinking, what they got going on. You got stuff going on down. I mean, it's 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 so so much is interconnected. There's so many. There's so many lines of tension that you can push for dramatic effect here, and it oh, works. Yeah. The acting is great. Um, I am a huge fan of this episode. I think it's wonderful. Damn straight, dude. I And it has me all just primed up for part two. Yeah, I'm, I'm it's so ready. Part two, there is some awe-inspiring moments. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's here pretty I am. Impressive. Here I am, so far away. At least a, a full hour and a half away from getting to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as we're done here, right? <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah, shit. dude, good stuff. I'm pumped to do this. Uh, we, we, we're going to start things off with the CIC. We're coming in hot off of last week, off of the farm. And we got D breaking it down. The losses, Matthew. 9,500 Gemini, 6,250 Caprica. Not who, what? I'm not interested in people who decide to join up with a religious fanatic and terrorist that's their business now what have i lost <laughs> fucking adama is not playing around dude uh uh dude 12 transports not. seven freighters three construction platforms a private cruiser and let's throw in a mining ship which ty calls the monarch not good man monarch that's <laughs> yeah, a monarch bill not good <laughs> Morale is down. The press is going wild. Pandemonium's breaking loose at WrestleMania 3, Matt. (laughs) We might get a surprise entry from Hulk Hogan himself. (laughs) The real American shows up and just gives the boot. Gives the boot (laughs) to the treachery side. But who does he give the boot to, man? Who does Hogan give the boot to? I don't know. Oh, fuck. Probably one of these sweaty, screaming types over on the Astral Queen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What an opening. (laughs) Don't talk to me about family. This is a family. Not like those traitors. Dude, he is running that line hard. Oh, yeah, he's Hard line, hard nose, man. (laughs) You must be pumped. This is great open, yeah? It is. It is. And for one, like, I like where his his arc just within this episode, I think, is a really good one. But I like seeing Adama at a kind of emotional, a little mm. bit like paranoid state. Because normally he's that guy. Like, all of, just about all of season one, he is, he can be harsh, but he has his head on straight and he will make the hard decision and stick with it. And And it seems like he's usually calculating for the greater good. Whereas in this, he's being a little vindictive. Like you can pick up on it. Like you're being a little, little too harsh. You're a little, little coming. These are choices coming from the gut more so from your brain. And he, you know, by the end of the episode, we know that he also knows that. Like he's, he's just feeling it. 
Uh, but I love seeing this. I mean, the man was shot twice in the fucking chest and almost died. I think that that's going to fuck with you emotionally, your mental state for a little while. And he has to jump right back in the thick of all of this. Yeah, he's fucking pissed, man. He's pissed. And it's important to see it. Uh, this is one of the great things about Battlestar Galactica, and that's its ability to compromise a character who, all, who always seems to be of the utmost confidence and be doing and saying the right things at all times. Mm-hmm. He can make mistakes, and they all can, and that's why I like the show. They all make mistakes sometimes. And even when he's deciding what he's deciding, you know, he's definitely being vindictive. I want to agree with you on that. But I also think that it's important for him to not have false premises set up as far as he is concerned, right? It reminds right. me of a debate I saw, Dick, was it Dick Cheney? No, at uh, Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld, uh, he was in a debate. Somebody asked him about, they said, you know, the failure in Iraq. They, they, they positioned the question like the failure in Iraq. And he just said, I don't accept the premise of the question. And the guy's like, what do you mean? He's like, because we haven't failed in Iraq. So it's like, that's, that. I always thought of that. That's good argumentation. Whether or not he's right or wrong is not for me to decide, but that's good argumentation. He's not letting the question color the entire fucking answer, correct? Right, right. And that's what Adam is doing. He's saying, no, no, she's a religious fanatic and a traitor. Don't call her the president. She's not. It's a false premise. That's what he's doing. He's making sure it's like it's very it's very sneaky shit. But it's also <laughs> what he probably believes in his heart of hearts in that moment, and he wants oh, totally. to make it very clear that he does not accept your premise. Right, and that's what right. I love about it. It's awesome that he like everybody else is still thinking about. Well, how do we deal with the president who right. has taken like, such well, a well, different stance? And he's president? like, nah, no, there is no president, not a president. <laughs> stop, not stop anymore. saying president. And that's what I like about it. He's not allowing. He's not allowing the the precedent to be set that then he has to play the rules in, right? It's it's kind of Socratic in a sense where he's just like, wait a second, let me. You're saying this. Let me ask you a question. What does it mean to be the president? What, you know, he's kind of he's he's not allowing you to dictate the terms. He's making right. sure the terms are clear before you even start talking about it. And I just thought it, I like it. I think it's cool, um, and it's a great open for sure. Oh, yeah. We shoot over to Rosalind and the Astral Queen, right? good to see the ship coming good. back in again oh yeah lee's being scrutinized by the crew they're not used they're not sure of his loyalty right in front of him they don't give a shit he's still adama's <laughs> son and that's when rosin says listen i trust him completely and she shuts it down subject right. closed right. quiet not we're not doing this and of course people are concerned about their lack of safety um the one guy talking is marshall i, I noted his name he's the balding kind of guy who has more speaking lines right right and he's the one who brings up the whole idea of, well, the Galactica knows where we're at and has our coordinates. They could come here. They could attack us. And then that's when questions start going around about, well, I think it's actually Zarek who says it. He's like, oh, well, we, you know, we, we can arm other ships. We can, you know, we can take those precautions against Cylons and possibly the Galactica. And that's when Lee shuts that shit down. It's like, dude, if the Galactica comes with the intentions of destroying us, there's Game nothing over. we can do about it. He's like, nothing. And he's like, nobody in this room should fucking fool themselves otherwise. I love it. I love that. I love, I, I love him pointing out the utter futility in this right. faux heroism. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's so great. It's like those militia dudes in the forest, like, yeah, man, we got rifles. The government ever comes for us, we're going to put up a fight. Like, dude, they're going to hit you with a drone from two miles away. You're fucked. You're fucked. There's not even a fight. <laughs> but, uh, it's not even a fight, man. Zarek, um, you know, Zarek, he brings that up. 
But Rosalind also brings up the Thrace thing. Thrace is going to return. She'll have the arrow and she'll help us find our way. She's still on this line, making sure everybody knows this line. Some of us will die down there, Elosha says. Any return to Kobo carries with it a cost in blood. This according to the scriptures, right? I love this. I love love how we have many different large through lines coming to a head and interacting. The religious scripture angle, the military angle, the personal angle— all of these conflicts are pushing in, which is why the tension and the drama is so good in this episode. Oh yeah, it's such a so great good. stage for these actors to play on. That is it. There's so many passionate beliefs for everybody to be fighting for. Indeed, basically. I refuse to lose sight about what this is all about: our mission to save humanity. Yes, it's a big one, but if our foretold dest, but it is our foretold destiny, Matt. And I, for one, am not going to waver from it now. If there is anyone here who doesn't have the stomach for this, you may return to Adama's fleet. Mm -hmm. Run away. Run away with your tail between your legs. She lays it down. She displays her moral courage here. Conviction. Absolutely. Uh, We get a quick note of Meyer whispering in Zarek's ear, which leads to a ship on Dratus. It's alarming, isn't it, right? No colonial transponder. Too large to be Thrace's raider, they're expecting. No response when hailed. These are not good things. Mm-hmm. And Meyer's like, well, we should probably just go ahead and shoot it down. <laughs> let's, right. not even, let's not even waste any time. Should have pulled I like a, how Rosalind's just like, hold on. Hold, yep. I, like, I, want, I, I just wanted uh, Ty to be like, issue a hostile challenge. <laughs> <laughs> no hostile challenge is issued. They just wait it out, and uh, Starbuck calms them up. That's now we it. know where Starbucks <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> and she oh, returns man. into a very dramatic moment, Matt. Dude. She's on the ship. Let's talk about it. She's back. Absolutely. She's there. She's got Hilo big time. Awesome. Cool, right? And she's back. That's cool. Hilo's back. That's cool. And Sharon's back. That's fucking cool. Oh, but it is not cool amongst the Ooh, ship. Baby. <laughs> oh, baby, Hot is it not cool? potato with the Cylon shit. Damn. Damn, <laughs> damn, damn. And I, I mean, I guess I, I, when I was watching this episode, I was like, why did Kara not be oh, like, God. you sit your ass there. I'm going to go in and lay the groundwork of what to expect that I have a fucking quote-unquote friendly Cylon that's going to come walking through. <laughs> like, get, you know, kind of gauge the audience here, get everybody prepped. But then again, I'm like, I don't, I, I couldn't remember. I was like, I don't think Kara has any idea that Galactica knows about Sharon. Sure. Already. And Hilo, of course, would have no idea. Right. Hilo does So know. I guess they might not really be aware yet. Right. Start, they, they, they're, they're unaware that the old man's been shot and that she's been apprehended. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. That's, that's, that's comes out here, but... I like the little Tarantino, Res Dogs gun. I mean, Lee puts a gun in her face quite aggressively, really jammed it in the cheekbone there. Just grabs her and slams her against the wall. I thought he stuck it in her mouth at first. I was like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Not Uh, fucking around. puts his gun on Lee, baby. He ain't playing around. Man, hell no. And dude, like we've talked about this before. For one, Caprica, well, just actually, to be honest, Galactica Boomer, I feel terrible for, but also Caprica Boomer. But even more so than that, I think if there, if there's an award for most pitiable character on this fucking show, it's got to go to Hilo. I'm like, damn, what a rough go. go. This guy's had, had of it dude, all. This guy 
he's probably got six different cancers. Seriously, he, he's dude. so fucked. He that he had the worst experience down there. He gave up his seat. He fucking falls in love with his Sharon chick, bangs the shit out of her in the rain. So don't feel too bad for him. Yeah, <laughs> and now he's in this situation where he, he is. It's like, oh man, it's like your friend with a shit girlfriend or the shit boyfriend. You're like, oh fuck. Are they? You're like, we're going to the thing, and you're like, are they going? Fuck. I think I gotta stay at work late. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip it. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Well, not right? even that. Like I, what I love about this scene is that there. If if there had been a different history here, I think it would be hard to side with anybody putting a gun to the back of Lee's head. In this scene, I'm like, dude. I don't blame Hilo for being like, fuck you. This is all I have. <laughs> like, fuck, I will kill you if you kill her. Like, of course. I, you can I'm see so... that's Hilo to a T. He's the lover boy that will compromise whatever. And, and oh, he yeah. feels, and, and, and in his opinion, take it from Lee's take it from, from Hilo's perspective. She did save his life. She helped them get off the planet. She helped them get the arrow. I mean, and yeah. he loves her. Like, he, he's, he's, Clearly thinking emotionally about it. He doesn't really know about the, the terrible shit that's happened on the Galactica. He, I think and that's the thing. I think he still wouldn't care. Like this is for Hilo, this is all he's had. I mean, the the amount of isolation and danger this dude's been in for so long before he even got to meet, you know, this Sharon is is crazy. I mean, like this guy. Yeah, but he decapitates a, her next week. Oh whoops. wait, what? I'm kidding. I said he decapitates <laughs> her next week. <laughs> he saws her head off in the cell, Matt. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking but, Cylon uh, robot arms. Yeah. Roslyn. What do you think of Roslyn here? Roslyn has a short fuse when it comes to these Cylons. She was about to throw Laoban out the airlock. She actually did. Well, she did. She yeah. did. <laughs> know about it. But uh, she's me like, put that thing out the airlock after she convinces everyone that, that no harm will come to her. I a straight lie. Her duplicitousness here is fucking great. <laughs> she's like, what you know, when Hilo's like, what's gonna happen to her? You're like, well, she's gonna be taken to a holding cell where she'll be unharmed. Let's all just put our guns down. And the second the guns are down, like, go toss that fucking bitch out there. Like, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> done. Fuck silence. I love I love Captain Adama and what's your name? <laughs> I love that she doesn't know who he is. It's a present, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were dead. You were silent too. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to lower our weapons and my clear, right? All that stuff like you said. And that's when uh, you missed a few catastrophes while you were away. Sharon says, I know how to find the tomb. She saves herself. Hilo does. does not save her here. No. I know how to find the tomb of Athena. Do you? Cobalt's a big planet. You don't find the tomb. You don't find Earth. Man, that is some fucking Cylon shit to say. <laughs> it's crucial. It's too good for them to pass up. It's too good for them to pass up the intel. It's too tempting, man. It's too tempting. Right. Starbuck presents right. the arrow, and uh, she delays Sharon's execution. She being the president. Yeah, tell, tell him to wait up for a second. <laughs> yeah. hold, hold off on that. Ugh. And then we uh, move over to uh, a scene that's just been too long. It's been too long since I've seen a and Ty doing command shit. And I like this episode. It, you mean the scene, the scene where Adama is just crushing walnuts with his bear paws? Yes, yes. <laughs> Dude, I was laughing so hard. I was like, "Is he really just crunching those with his fist?" He is. He is. He is. Um, I love it. That's such a good detail. Yeah. I uh, like this yeah. scene a lot because 
we already know, based on his interaction with D, what kind of mood Adam is going to be in this week. And we see this between him and Ty. It's, this is, this is not, I mean, this is a little disrespectful to Ty to already have selected Birch while pretending to ask him who he likes. Right. Right. Ty takes it well because Ty does not get offended by much Adama does, man. He doesn't. He's not. He doesn't. He doesn't take that shit personally from Adama. And that's what I found interesting and shocking about the scene because it was such a there was such a bond between him in the last episode of where he he's talking about yep you finally got to be in the real you know nobody else hired to answer to hot seat and had to make really hard choices and yeah you fracked it up but oh, now we can you know fix it together so it it felt like okay Adama maybe even respects well, well, Ty even that, more just because it's clear Adama never actually told him he fracked up no no, no I'm saying Ty said that about himself oh, oh, like, I really got fracked it. I'm things sorry. up I you know. That part. And he's saying that, yeah, well, we'll fix them together. Got it, yep. And you know, it was like that nice moment of, well, you finally got to you know, wear the crown, and now you really personally understand the pressure that I'm under, and that makes us even closer, which made this so much more of a shock. Correct. Of, it seems like, it seems almost like he doesn't trust Ty as much as he used to in a weird way. Sure. At least in this moment, where he's like, yeah, but I don't know who to trust anymore. My fucking son ran away. So I'm also just going to go ahead and make some decisions and see where you fall on them, even though I've already made it. Yep, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about it being a trust angle. I like that a lot. I thought about it. I thought about it from another angle, which is he's really trying to get shit under control and fast. And it is trust too, though. I think you're right. I think it's both things here for sure. But uh, this guy, Lieutenant Birch, arrives. We need a new CAG to step up. Yes, sir. Who's going to be? Adama promotes Birch on the spot. You have total support of this crew and myself. Is that not right, Colonel? Ty, of course, congratulates him. I'm honored. I will not let you down. He sucks off Apollo a little to which Adama says, a ship is a family. Works on trust, understanding, and love. I love everyone on this ship as much as I love my sons. <laughs> uh, Galactus, uh, still a family. You're, the, you're, you're an important part of that family. Do you understand? Thank you, George. I'm sure you're going to do a fine job. Birch leaves. Ty's miffed. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell, you been in here. We've been in here jawing about picking a cag, and you've already made your choice. <laughs> Your call, I'll support it. <laughs> but and and notice what Adama says here, you know, as far as his pick and why he says he's honest and he's loyal. Indeed, and we need more of that right now. He's not even ability, which I mean, I, I I totally see it as like they really are at the point of a skeleton crew now, and they probably really don't have many seasoned fucking candidates to pick from. But at the same time, you can see Adama's priorities are someone who will be fucking loyal who's not going to muck up the chain of command that's what i'm looking for right now i don't need even maybe the best pilot i want somebody who will fucking listen to me yeah interesting choice i there's there probably was more other loyal guys to pick from i mean they're all pilots they probably would all be quite loyal it just goes to show you where adama's head's at right now he's overcompensating for sure he's wrong about birch flat out wrong and ty was right about birch ty knows Ty's the executive officer. He's got his ear to the ground when it comes to people's competency. Maybe Adama doesn't quite as much as Ty. Ty reads the readiness reports. Ty knows what the fuck's going on. And I'm sure Adama does too, but he's just compromised right now, emotionally, a little bit. He's a little overcompensating. He's going a little hard in the paint. And Ty's like, he hasn't got any leadership experience. What do you mean? He's, he's flabbergasted, to be honest with you, at the pick. Oh, oh. But he tells right? him he support him, because he will, and he does. But now Adama has to address the press, doesn't he? 
Oh, his favorite thing in the his world. His favorite. Ty loves this too. Ty stands in the fucking shadows like the Grim Reaper. He wants no <laughs> part of the shit. And I just, I love even the like framing, the establishing of the scene of he walks in there and the crowd, the crowd is just fucking clamoring. And not yep. only that, he has to walk up and the microphone's not even working. The whole thing is just uncomfortable and annoying. Just Indeed. Like, this sucks. Great detail on the microphone. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, if you don't already know, the fleet has been divided. We share the grief our f- of friends lost and the resources we sacrifice will present new challenges for all of us. But if we stay together, we will rise to the occasion as we have before. And then a very long beat. Questions. <laughs> Fuck, man. Questions. Do you know the whereabouts of President Roslin's rebellion? Laura's no longer president, right? As we were talking about. That's a false premise. She relinquished that role and she suborned mutiny aboard this ship. Suborned. That's a, oh. that's a fucking word everybody learned after the Russian bullshit. <laughs> Nobody knew what suborn was until the fucking until the CNN wouldn't shut up about it. Yeah. <laughs> suborn mutiny board the ship. Next question. You haven't answered my question yet. We've lost no one that can't be replaced by someone loyal. Again, to your point, harp, harping on the loyal. This is the fleet loyalty, right? Someone who's chosen to remain with us. Freedom of the press is not a license to slander. Because the Earth Ooh. stuff comes up. Is it bullshit? He gets pissed uh, yeah. off. Broadcasting yeah, that yeah. kind of garbage is the quickest way to find yourself in a holding cell. That should be like our tagline for LSG Media. <laughs> <laughs> that goes for all of you. He leaves. Of course, of course Ty uh, wants Dom to calm down. Get your hands off me. Look, he's, he's, he's fired up. But oh, yeah. Ty doesn't relent. Ty is good at, he knows Adama very well. And I think he's one of the best people at managing him, to be honest with you. He knows right. when to push him and when to jujitsu him right he knows <laughs> he knows away. him very well better than most i'd say oh absolutely i mean that's and i think that's why adama knows he needs him mm-hmm. we bought we walked oh, by my boy we walked by my boy he was just taking it all in scheming and thinking my boy gaius <laughs> fucking gaius I this, this I miss past couple episodes i know he's used so scantily and it's Interesting. I'm like, mm. okay. And dude, this the, scene this left scene. me questioning more yes. than ever <laughs> if Gaius was a fucking Cylon. Awesome. I was like, oh my God. Gaius You're says, starting to see them the way we see them. Yes. It was me- he was talking about watching the fish dr- swim upstream. It was mesmerizing. I envied them, unaware as they were of the wilder complexities of life. You're beginning <laughs> to see these human beings as we see them. What am I beginning to see? Our Cylon faces everywhere I look. Sharon told me there are eight Cylons left in the fleet. Why didn't I ask her who they were? Right? If that idiot hadn't have shot her, I love it. I and love why that's when so, things go wrong, that's do they so go guys. wrong so well? Do you know why that's so guys to say that? What? He doesn't remember Callie's name. <laughs> right? Any other character would have said Callie. Maybe he still called her an idiot, but he's so, it's almost like she is just this object that annoyed him in this instance, right? <laughs> just the right. way he, it's such a guy's way to say, it. I wish that idiot I, I wouldn't have shot her. <laughs> Why is that? When things go so wrong, they go, they go, they go wrong, they go so wrong, right? Doesn't he say that? That's, when they, when they go wrong, they go wrong so well. That's right. Is what he says. That's right. Which is a very interesting line. They don't have it easy, do they, she asks. They, 
Why are you talking to me like I am not one of them? And what does she say, Mats? Do you want to know? Masters of self destruction. Yes. In some ways, you never worry. You have a path. You will be spared their fate. For once, you can stop manipulating the world and let destiny take its course. Boy, if anyone on this ship is going to have a hard time swallowing that line, it's Guy's fucking Baltar. Stop manipulating and let destiny take over. Oof. There we go. Sounds like torture for Gaius. Oh, absolutely. Because he's going to want to figure it out. Yeah. Got to want to figure it out. Gaius, but at the same time... He wants to take I, his own survival into his hands, right? Exactly. <laughs> Don't want to fucking sit here waiting. But also, I, I think it's a scary line from Six because it almost makes it sound like there's nothing left that we have to set in motion or do. Every the, the, the end game is now playing out. Yes. Like... Just sit back and watch it happen, which is fucking terrifying. Mm. Back on the Astral Queen, we get some of my favorite dialogue in this episode. Mm-hmm. Sharon is originally being interrogated by Roslyn. Um, uh, it cuts right, we go right in media res on the interrogation, to which Sharon is saying, because I love him and because I'm carrying his child. I see, that explains it. You aren't here because you mean us any harm or because you're programmed enemy of humanity. You're here because you had an affair with one of our Raptor pilots. <laughs> fucking Rosalind. She's ruthless. So ruthless. So cutthroat. <laughs> but she's got some stuff to say, Sharon. I'm here because I chose to come here. And I know you don't believe me, but hear this. Even if you find the tomb, even if you find the map, and even if you find Earth, the price you pay will be too high. Mm. Again, sounds like fucking Cylon prophecy. Mm. As if they, as if she, maybe not into the fullest detail, but at least knows the kinds of numbers of losses that they would stand to, to, to take here. Mm-hmm. Well, if there is a silent presence on, a, on the planet, as they're anticipating, that could just be math. Mm-hmm. But as you just did, Rosalind calls them prophecies and says she's not interested in them. I know there's a silent force. I know it's dangerous, and I have little doubt you're communicating everything we speak. And this is where she says, I am not wired in. What? That's the line? Holy shit. That is the fucking line, baby. That's the line for Matthew. What I need that to know, con- Sharon, what might keep uh, you alive is exactly how to find the tomb. Obviously, obviously is- Rosin doesn't quite believe her right now, but it's important because no. we've been knocking this question around for many, many episodes. Oh, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And this is confirmed at least a chunk of my theory about the Cylons mm. and, and that... The idea of an individual one, an individual human copy of a Cylon, you know, form can be disconnected from the network that connects them all, that that keeps them, even when they die, their their consciousness goes to, like, I think if she's, if she's telling the truth and she's not only disconnected, but like, it's a totally severed connection that she can't, you know, she can't choose to reconnect or anything. If that is the case, if this one dies, she fucking dies. Like her conscious, mm. this one's particular consciousness and memories don't go anywhere else. Like, and she doesn't get to fucking be resurrected. She's done. Mm. Um, that's something I, I I think about it too. But it could all be could still be a lie. She could be saying I'm not wired in, and she still fucking is, or she doesn't know that she's still wired in and thinks that she is. That could be all part of the fucking sleeper cell illusion that's been injected into her brain as mm. a Cylon. Who knows? But I still like her confirming the idea of. We can be wired in, and we cannot be wired in. It's not some permanent thing. Yep. Uh, she says she'll help, 
And uh, Rosalind's like, well, you better be exact here. To which she says, uh, Boomer says, we all know about the tomb. I can show you the path. I don't know how long the path. She says, we all know about the tomb. Did you catch that yes. line? Mm-hmm. I know the path. I don't know how long or where it leads, but I can tell you that you are going to have to move quickly. Which I guess means it's guarded as fuck. <laughs> or it's about to be. Maybe Sharon is aware of some troop movement, some logistics. Or at least she True. thinks she is. But if she's not wired, how much does she actually know? What What's her most recent amount of knowledge she has? Who knows? Right. Tough to say. We don't, know. The, we don't know the technology. The last time. Right. The last time that she was plugged in before she disconnected. Yeah. Um, later, Rosalind, Meyer, Elosha, and Zarek all have a conversation. They're talking about Sharon. And uh, Rosalind believes that Sharon believes that she is in love. I love this shit. I love Rosalind making this, picking up on this. Yes. Right? I like, I, I agree. Of her being like, well, it's not her being like, well, she's in love and, and we can use that. She's saying she thinks she's in love. Because she we said, oh, how- fucking airlock Elo. Right, right. And, and they're like, really? <laughs> and she's like, it doesn't matter if I really would. Right. She believes it. Yes. And she saved them. So essentially, Rosalind went in and gambled with Hilo's life off camera. Mm-hmm. And Sharon saved them, according to Rosalind, by saying, okay. She saved both of them. Both of them. She didn't have to. She could have saved her child and let them die. Why didn't she? She wonders. Because I believe she's telling the truth about one thing. She thinks she is in love. Even if it's software of emotion, instead of emotion, it's real to her. That is a sentence that we could do an hour on. Dude, absolutely. We've talked about this in the science fiction film podcast a hundred times. Even if it's software instead of emotion, it's real to her. Westworld. Exactly. You're causing robots pain. You might not think it's real pain, but it might be real to them. You should consider this. Yes. Blade Runner, you fucking name it. Blade Runner, Data, pick them. It's something you have to consider if you're dealing with something that's self-aware and sentient, right? And this, this is something I love about Rosalind. And I think part of what makes her a different kind of leader than Adama and better for this kind of situation of being open to the idea of, well, look, I'm not saying I'm a Cylon sympathizer, but if she believes this, then it's just as powerful as, you know, a human experience. Sure. It. Like, and I, whereas I feel like somebody like Adama or Ty is just like, they're Cylons, they don't feel anything, fucking kill it. Like, they're just going to take that as bold-faced lies out and out. And she at least notices, like, well, it believes this. It doesn't matter what the actual substance of it is, you know, she believes it. And so it yep. has the same effect. Yep. And to Daniel's point in the chat, Adama did mention it when talking. She was more than a thing, remember? Exactly. So he kind of yeah, had a, a similar too. conclusion. Now, that's not to say, and it's funny because I might know, I almost think Adama's feeling more empathy towards Sharon than she is towards this Sharon because oh well totally right totally. you get that impression too yeah yes but that's only because of the individual circumstances Correct. of it being Sharon I his concur. broader I feelings about silence especially before being assassinated by Sharon I think were much more black and white and I think it took somebody he loved and cared about and trusted be, be, being revealed to be a Cylon for him to be like well, fuck, did that mean everything I ever felt or thought about her was illegitimate or fake? Or was there real substance to it, even though she was a silent? I'm with you. I think, I think it, was, it, it took that happening for him to get to that place. Awesome. She wants her baby to live. She wants, I almost said Aragorn. She wants Agathon to live. We use that, right? 
Into the wild. You can't wield it. None of us can. Uh, powerful Roslyn here, though. Good shit. Dude, yeah. Fucking ice cold Roslyn. Badass. I love Badass. Aloysia talking about a lower demon sent to help them. Fuck, that's creepy. Yeah, fucking man. demon talk. Demon talk. Basically. Hilo and Sharon have a, uh, a quick one. Hilo can comfort Sharon, of course. He didn't think it'd go like this. She's like, they're human. It's the way you are. Hmm. Why say that here? Are you just... Is it a woe is me? Are you making a point? Are you trying to recruit? Do you really feel this way? I mean, this is the problem with Cylons. And this is what we learned early in this season, early in the show, I should say, when we dealt with Laoban. There is is treachery, limitless treachery. You don't know what to think. It's it's so real, it works. It's so close to reality, you can believe it. And, And you can imagine it 10 different ways and it's tough to pin down which one might be right. There's so much misinformation because you don't know. Right. What, and at, what, and what I love about it too, here? we don't know. Well, what I also love about it is that it's not a, it's not a hyperbolic thought. It's not like, ah, and humans are inferior because she's just saying that's just kind of the way people are. Like a person could have the same observation about humanity that of course that we, we get paranoid that we get hysterical and backstabby in crazy situations. And, and we, we resort to our monkey brains, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a thought we all could have had, but coming from her, it adds so many more layers of how do you mean that? Right. How seriously do you mean it? And the other part about this as, as to sort of riff on what you're saying is that, She's exempting herself from they and human, isn't she? They are human. It's the way you are. Not me. Oh, yeah. Not us. Not I. You. True. True. You. Are we to believe that they are above duplicity? They are above cruelty? They are above what do we know? I mean, that's (laughs) a bold statement coming from people who nuked 13, 12, 13 planets, whatever the fuck it was. Right, right. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I like her saying it that way too. If she, if Me she too. started grouping herself in of like, well, it's, we're not like them, me and you. We're de-, like starting to kind of group herself into that. I'd be more suspicious. For sure. I'd be like, you're, you're trying to weasel your way in, but it's like, at least she's being honest of like, hey, I know I'm not human. Like, and I'm she's never claimed to be, even when faced with airlock no. death. No. Never, never gone to that. She sticks to the truth of what she is, at least. Yep. Anyway, I dig it. Roslyn Meyer and Zarek, they plan it out. Has anyone stopped to... So this is Meyer talking. By the way, I love this actor. Meyer yeah, says, good. has anyone stopped to consider the reason Sharon knows so much about Kobol is because it is a Cylon trap? I mean, it has to be asked. It's so obvious. Right. Uh, exactly. Right. I mean, are we just walking into another perfectly laid trap with one of theirs among us who's just leading us into it? Right. And, and Rosalind says, listen, I've done more to consider it. It's possible. Apollo warned us. Has Captain Apollo told us anything we don't know? Yeah. I'm not sure what he's asking that for. Because if he still doesn't, I guess because of the lack of trust in the military, for sure, right? Well, yeah. Zarek yeah. and his I mean, boys, man. They, I mean, they're probably just waiting for the coup d'etat from Apollo to take down Rosalind. Oh, totally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he's in charge of this mission, she says. He is second in command only to myself. I strongly recommend you remember that, Mr. Meyer. She also says she's uh, going despite the personal risk to herself. She's committed. Again, conviction, like you said. Right. 
Right. And I think she knows that's like we were talking about in the last episode. I mean, that is the power she has left now. She does. She literally, whether you want to still believe that she's the rightful president or not, doesn't matter. She does not have the legislative authority of the presidency anymore. That that's right. gone. The only power she has is the belief among the religious people that she fits into this prophecy, that she is the leader named in that prophecy. Yeah, that's huge. And so she's got to lead with that, man. And I, I, like that's what I was talking about last time of like not quite sure how much she believes it. And I do still think that she does personally believe it, but I think she also is very aware that if they're going, if she's going to whip up any sort of forward motion among people it's that she's got to lead with really heavy conviction on the religious aspect it can't be like oh well there might be silence down there so cancel things like nope we plunge forward anyway and i'm gonna go i'm gonna go down with the fucking you know the ground crew people are gonna know i'm going there we they're gonna have to know that we're doing something or we're gonna start losing support people are gonna flake out go back to the uh the fleet of course she needs to lead it from the front yeah. We shoot over to a Galactica training uh, exercise, a Viper exercise, the new CAG, Birch. The oh, yeah. Commander of the air group. Uh, we see Hot Dog taking some shots. Uh, Birch fucks up the traffic gear. He fucks up some of the logistics. He fucks up the placement of his wing. Not good. Uh, he, he clears Cat on a strafing run. We still got Hot Dog firing on the asteroid. It blows up. Next thing you know, Cat finds herself in a... In a, in a situation where she's dodging deadly debris. It's a fucking mess. We learned she's a pretty mess. good pilot, though, don't we? She manages to get out of there unscathed. So she's got some chops. Um, of course, Hot Dog had no idea, and Cat thought Birch cleared her. Exercise over. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Not a good start. Dude, so bad. So Not sloppy. a good start. Bad news. It's, she's real loyal as he blows away your assets. Very, very loyal. <laughs> right. Very loyal to and destroying I'm, your assets, Bill. And he has that fucking, you can tell even just like the way he says it when she, because she, to, to her credit, Kat keeps trying to like double check of like, so you, wait, you said I'm clear. Confirming. You confirm me I'm clear. And he's like, oh, yes, I said clear. And it's like, bitch, this is, this is a dangerous live fire exercise. You don't get to be fucking catty about it of like confirm yes or no. And he's just so like, yeah, 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 it's, it's fine. It's clear. He sucks you, you all don't. the balls. He sucks, dude. It's like, a, like, bowling, you know, it's like, a, it's like a bowling lane. His mouth is the end where the pins are. <laughs> that With a big little arm in front of it that just scoops him in. Yeah, the fucking pins are his teeth and all the balls are just crashing through his teeth into his mouth. <laughs> 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's just like, yeah, more. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, Sharon and Lee, I know how you feel. I get it, but I didn't shoot him. It wasn't me. You're all the same, Lee says. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Then maybe I'm done talking. Pulls out his gun. Kara's like, fuck Whew. off. Grow up. And he gets rough with her. Dude, yeah. Hey. He, gets- he breaks her balls about her stunt taking off on the arrow. Dude, and does she just slam him hard? <laughs> Flips him upside down onto his head. You're yeah. clearly the poster boy for military discipline, huh? You have no idea oh, what happened so on Caprica. So while you're standing here polishing off your halo, consider for a second that you may not have any idea what the hell you're talking about. Ooh, In so spite of your cute face and your strong arms, go fuck yourself. 
<laughs> she lays. Yes, we're gonna smash again later when I've calmed down. Oh no, <laughs> man! Again, back with Dude. the tension. Always the tension between these two. It's good to see them interacting again. Yes, man, I love it. I love it. Yep, and I love that enough time has passed between the two of them. Enough experiences that Kara has had. You know, like because the Caprica environment and everything that's going on there is so it's so much active. more different yeah. than than Galactica, and and so much more unruly, and just a reminder of fucking the apocalypse. Basically, the planet right. you grew up on is gone, and you know she's lost more people there coming back here and having him be so fucking like brashly like i know what they are and i know what's going on and she's like you don't though you, you don't. don't know the full fucking aspect all no. the full story of all of this i killed a guy with a mirror what'd you do <laughs> ran away with your president <clears throat> uh-huh. zarek and meyer conspire i love this shit <laughs> i love this this, is... this i love this level of Just drama to- just a couple of guys in black coats talking about some backstabbing. <laughs> Meyer calls the president reckless. He says, we have a fleet. How much longer on the follow the leader routine? He calls her a fraud. So he's not buying the religious angle. No, well, not a believer. Not believable. He wonders if Zarek believes her. No, but I believe in the power of myth. I'm not interested in risking our lives any more than you are, but she's clearly not going to be talked out of this. And in the end... President or prophet doesn't matter. She still needs a commander, a man in charge of the fleet. The man with the guns makes the rules. Fucking Zarek kills. Good shit out of Zarek. Yeah. I like him. Uh, we need to see him competent. We need to see him smart. We need to see him shrewd to believe he is a capable man at all and not just a right? buffoon. Yeah. Not just a guy with a fucking coat. And his fucking attitude. He knows what's up, right? right. It doesn't right. matter. They believe her, but what does matter is she's going to need something. And that's when, of course, Meyer reminds him, well, there's a certain captain in the way, pal. Yeah. The, she, he's the obvious choice. She, he's her fucking favorite. Right. And he kind of lets Meyer... It's funny that Meyer brings this up and Zarek admits to missing it. You're right. <laughs> How point. could I have not seen it? I want to I want to set this fleet... Oh, God. Hey, Zarek, here's where you're, you're getting a little dicey. How could I not have seen that? I want to set this fleet on a path to freedom. <laughs> okay. Hey, buddy. <laughs> stop it. Path to freedom? Don't, the liberty that we've promised? Yeah. I don't know what he's talking about, but here's the thing about, here's how freedom works, Zarek, in case you don't know. It's voluntary. So... <laughs> <laughs> If people want to follow this president and do what she wants to do and you stop them and take that away from them, you're the antithesis to freedom. <laughs> you shithead. Everybody kneel down and prepare to have your freedom delivered. <laughs> I got an AC-10, I got an A-10 tank killer coming to deliver you freedom, boy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> and that's when Meyer just says, of course, but uh, we're far from daylight, so the scriptures say some of us will die on cobalt. Zarek, that's the that's what Zarek says, mm-hmm. and one man in particular. That's cool. That's that's conspiratorial fucking. Because Zarek can just say, "Oh, well, the scriptures said so." Crazy, even if he doesn't believe him. Exactly. If Lee exactly. dies, it, it, he's thinking he can maybe blame scripture. I mean, 
Boy. Or just that, like, he thinks that it's already, everybody is prepped to accept losses. Yes. So, like, that is just, that is a part of the prophecy. If you believe in it, then you believe people will die. Right. That there will be bloodshed. There will be losses on COBOL before things are, are made right. And he thinks that, like, well, if he gets just, you know, fragged in the background, mm-hmm. he's another one of the losses. People are going to be, like, you know, sad, but accepting. They're not going to question it too far. Let's go to the end of Birch's career. As the CAG. <laughs> we got yeah. a refueling mission. Ty's watching. When he really fucking wangs up oh. the most basic op in the book. Tell him to cut his speed. Adama shows up. Birch is coordinating the ships for refueling, but he's making a mess out of what should be the simplest stop in the book. Love he's it. flabbergasted, Ty. How, dude, my jaw dropped when they were like, how long has he been at a job, at, at this job? And Gata's like, well, they've been at it for four hours. Dude, and that's when like, Gata's like, listen. Serious? Get, when, when, Gata's, when Gata's selling you up the river, sir, he's too green. He's blowing the approach and the docking speed. He's missing the drugs. He's bunching the lines. It's a mess out there. Right, right. Fuck, man. This is fucking Johnny Too Nice, if anybody. He's the guy who's like, come on, uh, Dama, let's come a little slack. But he's even like, nah, this is fucked. Dude. <laughs> it's not working this well at all. As you know, Bill, this isn't his first screw up. <laughs> I realize he's your guy. I love when Ty says it. That's a little uh, fucking jab at, at Adama. I realize he's your guy. I, lo- <laughs> I love it. <laughs> fucking Ty was a little jab. You know, this isn't the first screw up. Yeah. But he's no Apollo, and um, it kind of kind of finishes the sentence. We we see the writing on the wall for this man. <laughs> but he's no Apollo. He's no Apollo. Mm. Let's go to a big revelation between Lee and Starbuck. What the fuck, Lee? Is he saying <laughs> this because he thinks he's Adama and saying, I love my crew? I, I mean, <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. I like it, man. I like it. No, I love it. Such a, what do you think of this it? This is a fucking genuine, genuine like scene here. Like the, the 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 interaction between them is so. One of the things I like about this scene that I feel like I don't see too often in other shows is a genuine misinterpretation on the part of other characters. Like they, he misreads the situation. He has it wrong. He thinks he's he, he can joke around with her about this ball, hasn't having no idea of the significance, personal significance sure. of it to her, even though she is very much like not playful. She's like, give it back. Like I, I'm not having it. And he keeps trying to get back in good and play with her on it. And she's really not, you know, I love how she's just like, have it, fuck it. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I am not in the mood to play with you about this. And he's like, okay, it's all yours. He's kind of going back to their like brother, sister kind of style sure. of their relationship. Uh, and I, I just fucking dig it, man. And the fact that he does out and out say it, he's like, I love you, and I, I care about you, I want to take care of it, and make sure everybody's safe, take care of the ship, the fleet. I dig it. Yep. Anyway, well, dude, whenever she says, what was the middle part again? What do you mean? Did you say you love me? Ah, oh, the balls. Dude, you know, he's, he's just like, oh, my balls are going to be busted. Oh, God, of course. He's so fucked. So fucked. Leah <laughs> Dama loves me. All I meant was, no, seriously, very sweet. You love me. she's she's such a fucking ball buster dude it's beautiful of course he leaves but yeah indeed indeed refueling op adama gate and tie watch it's ugly adama reports the op dude he just pulls the plug abort the op fuck this guy he's terrible (laughs) again i have to insist 
Give me a fucking coat hanger and a bucket. Abort. <laughs> I wish his mom would have aborted him and got him out of my fleet. <laughs> I would have punched her right in her baby maker if I had my options. <laughs> Strap on the old gloves. Ty, see, he meets you with an accident. <laughs> okay, Bill. Um, there's a collision. Not good. Luckily, up. it's no serious damage. No, but it is sure. It is the exclamation mark at the end of your fucking military discharge. Are you sure, Bill? He's <laughs> your guy. He says it again. Imagine that. Fucking Adama punches him. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he would in this moment. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. I love it. Well, not good. No. But no. I like this. This is a bit of a Trojan horse for a metaphor for the whole episode, right? Which is... Right. You can't just put all your stake in what you think is loyalty. Competence is important. Right. It's right. Because, cool. I mean, there's no, like, I think Adama is basically confusing the idea of loyalty and honesty with just obedience. Yes. Like, you don't, you don't want fucking obedient, nah. unquestioning lapdogs. Nope. Like, that's, that's no good. <laughs> there, that's, there's no confidence. Like, this is why Kara and Apollo are so good. Like, they will be loyal, but they will also speak up when they disagree. Sure. They will put forth their, their thoughts. Yes. They're, they're still independent thinkers. Back on go. We go to Cobalt, the Galleon Meadow. Well, he gives Zarek a gun. You never know when you might need to defend yourself. Dude, that, this moment, when he hands him the gun, Zarek holds it, pointing at his fucking face for like five solid seconds. I was like, are you kidding? Get that shit out of my face. Like, he should have smacked that out of his head. Like, what the fuck? It was a little frustrating to watch. It was frustrating. (laughs) <laughs> like, boy, there was no uh, arms coordinator, gun safety yeah. guy on set for this. I think this Jamie thing. Bambers from Canada and what's his name's fucking, you know, he's out in Hollywood. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> he's swinging that muzzle around all fucking willy nilly. I was like, Jesus, man. Well, Elosha is going to break down some scripture. And the blaze mm-hmm. pursued them, and the people of Cobol had a choice to board the great ship. Take the high road through the rocky ridge, and the body of each tribe's leader was offered to the gods in the tomb of Athena. And Sharon jumps in and continues it. And the great ship was the galleon that departed from here, where we are standing. And it took the founders of the thirteen colonies to their destiny. And those that didn't board the galleon took the high road, the rocky ridge that led to the tomb. Damn tomb! I love this shit. Oh yeah. This fucking prophecy reading shit. It's so good. It's cool, man. It's a cool layer in science fiction for sure. And it's and it's so fascinating how much the Cylons know about human religion, yet completely have their own. Like there are totally monotheists. They don't believe this. At least at least we're led to believe they don't believe it. Um but they know it so well. They're like theologians on human religion, yeah. yet they don't buy it. Fucking fascinating. Yeah. Some do. Cool shot of the ridge. Yeah. That's good. They move in. They, you know, woods, rain. I love the layout. I love the atmosphere. I love the environment. The path is yeah, said to no, be marked actually, by gravestone, Sharon says. And old Elosha sees something, huh? It looks like a little teddy bear the VC left behind. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> exactly. man. I'm going to get this for my so kid. <laughs> oh, no, Murphy. Oh my oh Tex! Oh no! Yeah, whatever the it's fuck. Always a guy named Tex. Always a guy with a fucking, fucking nickname. A ball, Doc J. <laughs> <laughs> Ace. 
Not Ace. Not Tractor Man. Get the fucking Corman. Brooklyn blew his leg off. <laughs> Wolfman's down. Well, Elosha sees <laughs> something. Sergeant and, uh, Gonorrhea. Not good. <laughs> Bouncing uh, fucking Bettys. Boom. Yeah, that like futuristic bouncing Betty. Holy shit, that was gnarly. Yeah. Just pink up into the air, and they start hitting them all over the place. Like, there's a couple that go up. Yeah. Ah, so bad, dude. The splitter mine, the spring mine. Yeah. And then here come all the fucking toasters on the top of the ridge line, just firing down on them. Such a bad spot. Brutal. So nasty. Yep. Cool little fight. Um, the silence open up from above. Uh, they all take cover. Sharon takes off. Lee and Starbuck return fire. Sharon gets to Elosha's corpse and then takes off. Starbuck and Lee keep the fight going. I like them switching, loading, helping Lee see Sharon take off and goes after her. Oh, yeah. And I don't blame him at all, man. Nope. You would at least want to know where the hell she's going. Yep. A little risky to break cover, but he's like, fuck, what's happening? What is she doing? She's grabbing a weapon. Lee tries to wrestle it off her. He, she kicks him off in a dramatic moment and boots oh, yeah. him off and then fires that fucker up. It's a grenade launcher of sorts. Fires it up on the ridge line, taking out the ambushing Cylons. She then drops the That's gun. That's it. So good. You've got to I be fracking kidding me, he says. Not bad, Gareth says. Well, <sighs> she's endearing herself, isn't she, Matthew? Why would she do this, she... Matt? What is her plan? See, she could have turned I'm that saying, grenade launcher man. into that mass of people and killed many very important people. These fucking shifty silence. And we have already seen in the past that they are willing to sacrifice toasters for the sake of a, you know, a, a plot. Like they don't care too much. Like centurions are disposable. So there's an aspect to me of like, to me as a viewer, I'm like, that's still no full reason to just completely blindly trust her. Mm. Like, I personally believe her, but I'm still like, mm, take precaution. <laughs> like, I don't know. By, by the um, way, how about those enlightened Cylons making cannon fodder out of lesser beings? I know, right? After what preaching the fuck? to the fucking humans about it. They are, man. Mm. Well, little preachy shits. Good stuff. I like the scene. I love this tension. I love... I love a scene where we have everyone down there and we know what everyone's thinking and it's not all go team. We have right, Elosha right. thinking of this of this prophecy and getting to it. We have, we don't know what Sharon's thinking. We know Rosalind's thinking, I hope this is right. Let's get this going. We have uh, Hilo wondering what's going on. We know what we know what Meyer and Zarek are thinking. They're looking for their opportunities, peeking around, wondering when they can strike. It's good stuff, man. Oh uh, yeah. Ah, uh, it's so good. And that's honestly, I was surprised there wasn't more. I, I mean, I guess obviously this is a two-parter, but I kept waiting for more shots of Meyer and Zarek looking at each other, trying to find trying to find ways to to split up the group or mm. look for things. Mm. I'm like, oh, these fucking snakes. Good shit. We shoot over to Adama in uh, one of the scenes of the of the episode, I think. Oh, absolutely, man. Betrayal has such a powerful grip on the mind. It's like a python. I love this shit. Uh, Squeezing all thoughts, of thoughts, suffocating emotions, right? Everything except the rage. Uh, uh, I don't mean anger. Mm. I mean rage. White hot. I can feel it right here. <laughs> like and fucking poor. I know. Poor I love petty it. Petty Officer D just having to sit there like, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. If I might say something. Speak your mind, D. I love this shit out of D. 
I love that D gets to say something. I love that we see that she's not a simple communications officer that just does her function, that she's a person with a perspective and a good one, and she has wisdom. Right. And I love that he sees it, that he acknowledges that. He tries to resist it, though, but yes, he certainly sees it. But he also, I mean, him making the space for her to come sit down in the fucking ultimate commander's, you know, room and have a private talk with her is still like, I am, I'm inviting you. Like, I'm here to listen to you. Even if I'm a little, I don't want to hear exactly what the thing that you say to me is. I'm, I'm here to listen. Right. That's pretty powerful, man. Yep. Yep. Well, she says, you, uh, you feel helpless. You were shot. Don't make excuses. She goes on. And when you finally had a chance to do something, you let us down. You let us down. You made a promise to all of us to find Earth, to find us home together. It doesn't matter what the president did or what Lee did because every day we remain apart is a day that you've broken your promise. And that's good stuff out of her. He has a good comeback. People aboard those ships made their own decisions, right? It was their decision, right. not mine. But right. not, not but I think too I like little too late point. out of Dominic. Right, right. And I, I like her Her overall point is that, like, whatever compromise you have to make in order to keep, you know, the fleet of the last yes. of humanity together is the compromise you're just going to have to fucking do. You're going to have to get over your own, you know, feelings of betrayal or feelings of, well, this is not the right ethical choice or, you know, I disagree on principle. Like, you're going to have to let some of this go. Or this like, is how the command structure works. This right. is not yeah, normal just, times. We're dealing with very unique times here. Yeah, a potentially end times. Like keeping keeping the last the already small number of the last humans alive is is the utmost. And I think she's kind of reminding him of like, don't lose sight of that. Being all split up is is the death knell of the fleet. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she she makes physical contact with them. It's time right. to heal the wounds, Commander. People have been divided. I said that's enough. Well, that's children, enough out of you, Rihanna. Children are separated from their parents. That's enough out of you, Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Get your sexy hands off me. Yep. Cobol, uh, Rosalind mourns Elosha. We come right to Adama's badass hallway shit here. <laughs> Just a man mm-hmm. in a hallway mm-hmm. thinking. That fucking little Irish tune that we love. <laughs> That's always the one. Snare drum rolling around, slow motion. We know that he knows what he has to do. Great acting here. I love this guy. He walks into the CIC with a renewed vigor, Matthew. Mr. Gaeta, I want to see all recon material on Kobol immediately in my quarters. Kobol? I'm putting the fleet back together, man. I'm putting our family back together. This ends now. Powerhouse. I love it. Love it. Everybody smiles. They can all relax. They hate the tension. They hate brother at brother. Right, right. I mean, and that's that is something that I would I will say it's not a failure of the show, but it is hard at times to keep in mind just how intermeshed everybody is. Like, yes. it's easy to forget that you know you're thinking, okay, the Galactica is the Galactica with the military on board, and that's that. And then there's President Rosin and the governmental structure, and that's that. And then there's all the civilians and the rest of the fleet, and that's that. But that's not true. Like, there, there, civilians move in and around through the ships. They come on board the Galactica. 
and, and obviously some people still have friends and family that are mixed in with the fleet. Like every, this is the fucking civil war you have right now. Sure. Like everybody is torn up and a mess, messed up. Nobody, no one's happy about the situation. Like that's, what's interesting about it too. It's not like Roslyn's even like happy to be like, yes. And we're breaking up the fleet. Huzzah. I get to be powerful leader. It's like, no one's happy. Nobody wants this, but they just have such different beliefs of what they think will be the safest uh, option for everybody that they end up parting ways. But I like that Adama is the one to to basically, for one, take these words into mind and be like, well, keeping us together, whatever that means, whatever that looks like, whatever maybe positions I have to kowtow to that I don't want to, if I need to do it to keep all of us together for the sake of survival, that's what's important. And I, I like him taking that turn. Yep, me too. And I think it's important to the character very much so. And um, it's just good shit, man. It's awesome. Good, good shit. Great episode. Yeah, no, I'm oh, I'm so ready for part two, baby. Me too. Awesome. Loved it. So happy to talk about it. And uh, that's it, man. That is home part one. A great ending. Um, part one to be continued. What were you thinking? Did you know it was a two-parter? Uh, well, I mean, the title on Hulu is okay. literally home right. part one. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I, I, part two. I couldn't remember if it was. But but still, though, like I, I remember getting to the end of the episode being like, oh, shit. That's it. So I'm like, there's no cliffhanger really here. I mean, nope. there are certain parts that are, that are left up in the air, but it's not a cliffhanger. There, there's no high, high peril that we're left in the middle of. Um, so I am very interested to see how the next episode will pick up oh, and, and what – because I imagine it's going to get a lot more intense. <laughs> man, it's, a, it's an episode. Oh, I'm, I, I'm very much looking forward to this, man. So pumped. So pumped. But anyway, that's it, man. What are your final thoughts on Home? How about season two so far? How's it holding up? Dude, I'm quite happy. Quite happy. And like I said at the top, I, I'm so ready to see more of Hilo in this environment now. And, and I, like, I want to see interactions with you know uh, Commander Adama and Hilo. I, I want to see, like, I know this is going to be a ways off, but I'm like, give me a debriefing at some point once because obviously, well, well, as I say it, I'm like, now I'm not sure if it is true, but I was going to say, obviously Rosalind and everyone will be back in contact at some point. But then again, I don't know. Mm. I still feel like that's going to happen. Um, but I want to see these characters together again. I just, uh, there's so many possibilities and so much interesting shit. Uh, but overall, man, I, this is another one of those episodes that, again, pulls out the most interesting stuff is from the characters, from the dialogue, from what Adama reveals about how he's feeling and thinking and, and how much Kara and Lee reveal about how they're thinking and feeling to one another. That's the most interesting stuff uh, in this episode, and that's, that's fucking fantastic. There are some episodes that stand out in their, you know, their combat, in, their, in the tension of the plot and what's coming next. This is one of those where the characters just fucking shine, man. And that's I'm, why it's I'm so, so good. That's why it's so good. I'm so glad. Like just seeing them, this and this is the power of the show. Really, is just seeing certain characters show up in the same room together again is exciting. You're like, ah, oh, yes. I'm so glad to see them together again, doing something, getting you know, mending something that's been hanging for a long time. That's good shit, man. That's how you know a show is, has got its fucking claws on you. Absolutely. And next week, man, I'm just gonna tease you a little bit. There is a moment in next week's episode where you just go, this is fucking so awesome. It's just so cool from a story point. Love it. Love it. It's so fucking rad, dude. (laughs) It's incredible. 
I'm looking forward to it. And uh, man, it's going to be a fun episode. We'll talk about it soon. Uh, maybe maybe sooner than two weeks. Maybe maybe we can squeeze in a little earlier so we don't lose uh, you know the excitement of the of the double here without compromising yeah, our uh, our bonus stuff here. Might be it. Might be a good move. Yeah, I'm down. I'm yeah, probably we'll watch this shit tonight. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure something out, man, for sure. But um, that's it. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're at home. I'm looking forward to it. Um, good to be back. And uh, man, this is some some meaty shit, and I'm couldn't be happier to uh, to talk about this stuff with you guys. So hell yes, we'll see you guys soon. Couple weeks at the at the maximum, and uh, maybe we'll try to drop home part two a little sooner. You know, to be honest with you, what I really want to do is I would really like to get on a, when I'm doing X-Files, I'm not also doing BSG because it makes for kind of a hell week for me. (laughs) Exactly. So maybe next week I'll do, maybe next week we will do BSG and then the following week we'll do a a bonus up. That way I'm doing, that way when I'm, when I'm doing, um, the fuck am I trying to say here? When we'd normally be doing a bonus up, we can just pop over to BSG. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know. We that go. doesn't make sense what I just said because when I'm doing when X Files is off, I'm never off. Only X Files is off. So I, to be honest with you, I'd rather be doing BSG when I'm doing X Files because it's easier to do a show in a show versus a movie in a show. So I don't know if I want to fuck oh, with true. that. But I don't know. We'll figure something out. Maximum <laughs> it'll be is two weeks. I've, yeah, we've spoken enough, yeah. and uh, if we can get it in any sooner, then we'll get it in sooner. But thank you guys very much for tuning in. Don't forget to rate and review us. Subscribe to the podcast and visit us on the web at libertystreetgeek.net. That's libertystreetgeek.net. You guys have a wonderful evening. See you later.